I couldn't help myself. I had to go ahead and get this up. So today, of course, um, unless you've been under a rock or something of the sort, you may not have realized that Mueller testified today. Now, let's preface this by a few things, right? Special Counselor Mueller was assigned the task to see if there was any wrongdoing by the Trump administration in the way that they got to power, the way that Trump became president. But in that, the whole point of a special investigation, right, is is not so much to charge the sitting president because they actually don't have that power to do so. You've got a couple of things that are going against them in that facet. But you can go ahead and charge people in the administration for any crimes that could have been you know, committed, were committed, allegedly committed, these things. That. So today, Special Counsel Mueller had to sit down in front of the Congress, the Congress that is hyperactive right now. You've got a lot of things going on. I believe, regardless of whatever political side that you fall on or whatever spectrum you're in, even if you're independent, even if you're a alt-right Republican or you're a super liberal leftist Democrat, I think we can all agree that right now our Congress is super, super, super biased. If it isn't about them, they really don't care to really meet in the middle. And the ones that do are met with a lot of opposition. They have to give up a lot. and It's just a really, 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 in my opinion, a very crappy Congress. You have so many things that are going on that, in my opinion, it's not how it's supposed to be. Congress is supposed to be a place where you can put your political biases aside and fight for the common goal, which should be for the greater good of the people. Now, are they doing that? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Terrible. It's terrible. And this is probably the most lame duck Congress out there in the past, what, 20 years? So there's a lot of things that are that are just falling by the wayside. And so Mueller, unfortunately, had to put up with the extremists on both sides. And it was, it was very difficult to watch. I'm not for sure how it felt for you guys, but I was grinding my teeth i was embarrassed it just it just looked really 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 bad the optics were bad the performance was bad you can tell that muller got really 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 annoyed at, at, at certain points and so i want to go ahead and actually pull up a little bit of um what was talked about there um i do remember from watching it live I actually had the feed going on in my AirPods, and I actually got to hear um, Mueller testify live. So, I will say this: that um, I'm not for I'm not for sure how to pronounce his name properly. And honestly, based on his performance today and the disrespect he showed a, a vet of this country, I don't care if I am mispronouncing it, um, Mr. Stubby. 
his name it was extremely extremely rude um, at the beginning of the hearing they set the scope Mueller talked about what he could talk about what he couldn't talk about and the things that he couldn't talk about were mostly rooted in the fact that there is still an active investigation going on a certain elements of um, things that are talked about in his uh, report but let's go ahead and um, and if you want to do this with me please go ahead I'm uh, typing into my uh, Chrome browser right now highlights from Mueller testimony and we're gonna see some of the things that come up, right? So there's a lot of, of course the first thing that pops up is gonna be CNN because they put a lot of money into their SEO content. Let's choose something a little more unbiased. I just can go with Reuters. So, in case you haven't had a chance to really look at what happened today, the opening statement that was made, let me go ahead and uh, quiet the music real quick, put it to a lower volume. Opening statement, when Mueller got up there today, it said, and I quote, During the course of our investigation, we charged more than 30 defendants with committing federal crimes, including 12 officers of the Russian military. Seven defendants have been convicted or pled guilty. First, our investigation found that the Russian government interfered in our election in sweeping and systematic fashion. Second, the investigation did not establish that members of the Trump campaign conspired with the Russian government in its election interference activities. We did not address collusion, which is not a legal term. Rather, we focus on whether the evidence was sufficient to charge any member of the campaign with taking part in a criminal conspiracy. It was not. Third, our investigation of efforts to obstruct the investigation and lie to investigators was of critical importance. Finally, we investigated a series of actions by the president toward the investigation. Based on the Justice Department policy and principles of fairness, we decided we would not make a determination as to whether the president committed a crime. That was our decision then, and it remains our decision today. I do not intend to summarize or describe the results of our work in a different way in the course of my testimony today. As I said on May 29th, the report is my testimony. Now, how many people actually read that full report? Hmm? Not a lot. And it wasn't just William Barr's um, personification of, of, of the Mueller report. It is the fact that the Mueller report is a lot of pages. That report, I believe, let's see, what is the actual factual amount? Let's see here, how many? How many pages are in the Mueller report? Four hundred and forty-eight pages long. That's how many pages are in the Mueller report. 
448 pages. I don't know a lot of people who have the time or even a lot of people who have the, the attention span to read 448 pages. So what a lot of people have right now is the summary that is by William Barr. Now, let me be completely clear here. There are legal precedents that, and things that they cannot do. Now, a, a lot of things, a lot of the questions that came from the Republican side was about the Steele dossier. Now, in his opening statement, Mueller said he would not discuss the opening of the FBI's investigation into Russia or the so-called Steele dossier. He quoted, This is under investigation elsewhere in the Justice Department, and consequently, it is not within my purview. Others are investigating. Now, who, if you don't know, is Christopher Steele? Well, the dossier by Christopher Steele, he is a former British spy. This uh, dossier was made public in 2017. And what that dossier said is that um, Moscow attempted to interfere in the 2016 presidential election, and there was potential collusion between Russia and Trump's campaign, along with um, a lot of other, like, really, the word that they like to use a lot of salacious claims. Um, sometimes it kind of read like a really bad romance. It was, it was, it was a lot of things. It was a lot of things in that still dossier, and and the salaciousness did not add to any type of importance that it could have been taken as. Now, there's so many things that, that just really add to the complexity of what is currently going on with our Congress, with the state of our uh, politics right now, the, the government. There's so many things that are going on, and, and, and I really want my podcast to be a place where you could come and just get, you know, stupid, simple explanations of what's going on. So the... One thing I really do like about the way Reuters is doing this article is it is actually going in and defining some of these words that I guess a lot of times we assume people really understand completely. Um, what, what, what actually is obstruction, right? What is obstruction and how are we to judge if something is obstruction? What is a legal precedence over it? And then things of that nature, right? So... When asking that question, I always, you know, first go to the definition of what, what, what is obstruction in terms of the law, right? Definition of obstruction. So let's just go ahead and do that, right? Go back to your Google search browser. Let's go ahead and pop in the definition of obstruction. What pops in is uh, obstruction. The act of obstructing or the state of being obstructed, Right? A thing that impedes or prevents passage or progress, an obstacle or blockage, right? So it's something that is impeding something else from happening. It is something that is stopping something from happening. It is a big obstacle in its way. It's something that can make something more like inertia, not able to be moved, right? There's no catalyst that can change something that obstructs something else, right? So that is the whole basis is the question is, did our president obstruct justice, right? Now, a couple of things that really, really, really rubbed me um, in a way that made me go, well, interesting. 
But normally, whenever you have any type of investigation, right, there's there's not really a way, in my opinion, for someone to be 1,000% or even 100%, right? Unbiased. There's always going to be some type of political bias. There's no way to make that not possible. Because everyone has their own views, feelings, perspectives. There's no way to make a person 100% unbiased. There's no way. And when going into an investigation, when you're choosing the people to help you investigate, one of the things that is sort of a standard, a business standard, a psychological standard, in terms of choosing people who investigate other people is that you don't ask them. Um, just like when you meet somebody new or you're going on a date with someone, there's there's always these social constructs that say, you can't talk about politics, don't talk about politics, don't talk about religion, blah, 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 right? Same thing sort of when you're, when you're going into asking someone to investigate with you. Um, you don't ask that question. What you do is you look at their work, you look at their intent, you look at as much as you can, right? We look at their, you look at how they handle themselves, who could do the job, how quickly they can do the job, which is basically what Mueller said today. Um, but there was a really big emphasis by the Republicans on the makeup of the staff because apparently there were like six out of the 13 people that were on the staff that had um, donated to Hillary Clinton's campaign or, or done something in some facet and they weren't in any way connected with Hillary Clinton. And so to them, that made them believe that this investigation is biased, right? So when asked about the makeup of his staff, I quote, Mueller said, we strove to hire those individuals that could do the job. What I care about is the capability of the individual to do the job and do the job quickly and seriously and with integrity. Now, what is integrity, right? What is the definition of integrity? Well, the definition of integrity, and I quote, is the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles, moral uprightness, right? The state of being whole and undivided. That is the definition of integrity. So if you're striving to make sure that your staff has some type of integrity, then it shouldn't really matter, right? These things, but let's just be honest. It's not an unfair question. And that's where I think a lot of people will either want to listen to logic or they'll go based upon their political side because that question did make me stop and go well wait a minute wait a minute let's look at this a little bit right because if you remember um one of the investigators got fired uh, Mueller actually fired them because text messages leaked about um, what they were saying and it was inappropriate so another thing, let's see here. Let's see. Another point of emphasis, and then this is where I'm going to kind of stop, and then you know you guys can go ahead and, and, and check out your your favorite um, political commentators, right? And watch their shows in full entirety, and, and, and you know always, in my opinion, go ahead and look at if you can, you have some time, or piecemeal it up. Actually, watch the live. Um, the live stream that there was, and it's recorded now, of course, of Mueller testifying, so you can kind of get your own perspective on it. A lot of times people just get 
commentators' uh, perspectives on it, and they forget to actually go back and actually see what they actually feel for themselves. So I implore you to go and actually look at that in its entirety um, and see what, what, what you feel about it, what you think about it, okay? Now, um, last thing, subpoena Trump, right? So, Mueller said he would have preferred a face-to-face interview with Donald Trump, but he was not able to get one, right? Because Trump's um, counsel were very smart in saying, I don't think that's a good idea. Because let's be honest, you know, however you feel about Donald Trump, based on the day... You know, you're probably going to get a different version of Donald Trump. And so it's probably not going to be best for him to do a face-to-face interview with something like that's going to be on the record and, um, and, and put back against him uh, in that way. Um, there's already a lot of flip-flopping that happens on his own basis, right? So it's probably not going to be the best idea to, to actually let him do that. And uh, his counsel has not let him do that. So let's see here. Uh, Mueller was asked if Trump's written answers were inadequate and complete and showed, and in and, and quotation marks, uh, he was asked if his answers showed that he wasn't always being truthful. And Mueller replied, there, uh, I would say, uh, generally. And that was very interesting to me because that's basically, in layman's terms, right, saying, hey, did you ever feel that Donald Trump wasn't being truthful? And he was like, well, you know, generally I could say, yeah, he wasn't being truthful. And that's what I want to leave with. Is, is there a law saying that you have to be completely truthful? Right? It's an interesting phenomenon that we're in right now because we have a president that doesn't, sorry, that's my cat, doesn't really care too much about doesn't really care about political correctness, doesn't really care about standards, things like that that were held before. What he cares about is getting the job done any way possible. And so you have a country that um, survived on the show of this is how things are done. And let's be honest, did they always follow it? No, they didn't. They didn't. And so now they're met with someone who challenges every previously held unwritten down standard and it's interesting things interesting time and I would love to hear in the comments of this or comments of wherever you find this how you feel about it or hit me up on Twitter I actually got Twitter uh, username down it's techlytical podcast so t-e-c-h-l-i-t-i-c-a-l podcast Go ahead and let me know how you feel. And I hope you enjoyed this first episode. I really wanted to keep it under 20 minutes. It's probably going to be a lot to kind of piece up. Maybe I'll piece it up in the smaller segments. We'll see as we go along. And we'll see the best way to go ahead and get this done. If you, once again, if you haven't seen the Mueller testimony, please go back and actually look at it. Even if it is just a highlights video. All right. Thank you. Bye.